Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at virtual.com slash podcast. still dark. Life as we know it will come to an end in 90 days. It's on us to change that. I can't leave my family. Don't pretend your family is exempt. Hello there and welcome to another fan critical podcast. Um, yay! Bit different today. Um, yeah, yeah, yay indeed. Um, this is another specially commissioned podcast uh, from one of our Patreon backers so a big thanks to to beth panico who's one of our master blueberries um she's commissioned us today to watch and podcast on world war z so i mean i've no idea why maybe because the world we're currently living in obviously rife with covid19 it it feels a little bit apocalyptic so maybe that's maybe that's what it is but um Anyway, uh, it's not just me today rambling. I'm, I'm rambling with one other person. Um, I'm joined by my fellow uh, Once Upon a Time Walking Dead enthusiast. Uh, it's it's Emma. Hello. Hello. Yeah, back together. How are you? Talking about zombies. All good. Uh, very excited oh. to talk about this, actually. Uh, so thank you, Beth, A, for all of your long-time support, uh, but also for getting me to watch this film. Hmm. Good. All right. Um, well, I mean, you just mentioned there, so you, you hadn't seen this before, had you? No. Uh, so it's pretty, something that should be right up my street, um, but I just never really got around to watching <laughs> it. I don't... What did it come out? Mm. 2013? Yeah, 2013, yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> a lot of the time I watch films for the podcast now. Uh, so unless it's mm. on my homework yeah, that is list... True then uh, it doesn't tend to get mm. watched. So uh, you and I watched it socially distancing across the internet together last week, uh, which yep. was thoroughly enjoyable. Mm. Um, and I, I mean, obviously we'll give more opinions as we get further, but yes, it was a, it was a lovely experience. So thanks, Beth, at least for that. Good. <laughs> right, that, what, are you, you going to have a go at Beth? Or? Not having a go. Oh, all right, I'll just say. Um, but you've obviously you've gone one better, haven't you? You you're a fucking bookworm, so you've gone and read the book as well. I have indeed. Uh, you know me; I'm not one to be a half-assed job. Uh, so yeah, I decided to get mm. myself a copy of World War Z, the book, and ploughed through mm. it on Sunday in one sitting, which I thought was quite good. And yeah, I was really surprised by the book because normally I will watch a film after reading the book and I did this the other way around which is quite unusual for me yeah 
Um, but actually, when we talk about the differences between the book and the film, it made no difference whatsoever. In fact, I think it made it more enjoyable. Good. Oh, interesting. Well, um, I I did see World War Z in the cinema when it came out in the moving picture house when we were allowed to leave our homes. Oh, and, good um, yeah, yeah, it was good, wasn't it? And I really enjoyed it when I saw it at the cinema. And when I watched it again with, with yourself over the internet it it wasn't as good as i remember to be honest mm, that's interesting so yeah so i mean i i will give it a blueberry score and, and before i do for any new listeners we score everything with the blueberry system so uh one to five i mean we can do zeros but we rarely do we, we save that for the worst of netflix but i'm not going to plug that yet hmm. so we can have no halves in the blueberry scale it's a, a fair but firm scale i'm going to give it three bloobs you know it's for me it's um i think having brad pitt in this film helps a lot and and at points if you didn't know the backstory about him effectively bankrolling the film it was obviously his project then you'd, you'd probably watch this and think what the fuck is brad pitt doing in this <laughs> like he's he's way better than this didn't he do it because his kids love zombies yeah why not you know, <laughs> blaming them. Yeah. But no, it was, um, uh, uh, look, uh, uh, as I'm sure you'll go into it, it does dive, divulge massively from the source material. But I think mainly because of budget or something or um, numerous rewrites. But um, but look, I, for me, it's, uh, it's nowhere near on the level of like a Dawn of the Dead or something like that. Mm. Um, it does interesting things with the genre. Some of the effects that I thought were quite good in 2013 have aged badly, but it's it's a more than watchable film. So I'll I'll give it a free bloobs. So I guess for someone that has only just seen World War Z, what were your thoughts? So I mean, I really enjoyed it. It's um it's the first first film I've watched in lockdown. So. You know, maybe my judgment is skewed by the fact that I haven't seen another human being for 36 days. But, you know, apart from that, um, no, I, I really enjoyed it. And actually, I think because I knew <laughs> it was, it's a seven-year-old film, you know, if you think about like some of the effects and the set pieces and stuff like that, they're never going to be as good. Mm. You're right in saying that Brad Pitt uh... makes it much more watchable. I, I love Brad Pitt. I think he's really underrated as an mm. actor. And I think he did. Oh, not anymore. Not anymore. Well, no, he has been. Oscar winner. Until until now, mm. he has been. But yes, you are correct. I, I thought he was brilliant in it. I think he played the role really well. I think he held up some weaker acting from certain people, mm. which I'm sure we'll get on to. Harsh. Slagging <laughs> him off. Yep, already slagging him off. But actually, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was different. It was something that it was done from a perspective that I thought was really interesting. So you got to see so many different parts of the impact that the virus and the zombies and, you know, the ghouls and Z-heads and whatever you want to call them are, are having on different areas <laughs> of the world. And both from the perspective of, yep. like, the layman, like the family in the flats, and from you know, military and government areas and, and things like that. So I, I, I think that was I think mm. that was done well. I also think that it was there were a couple of really good set pieces in it. A couple of things that I really enjoyed, mm. which we will talk about in a bit more detail. I did find myself shouting at it at points. Being like, Shut the fuck up when they were singing in the courtyards in Jerusalem. 
But I also, yeah. when I watch a film that makes me want to shout at it, I quite like that. So I, mm. I, I'm, I'm going to one up. Glad you I here. wasn't there. <laughs> no, you just got it via text. What the fuck, man? Mm, that's true. Yeah. I'm going to one up here. I'm going to give it four blueberries. Yeah. No, look, I, I'm. I'll be honest. I, I thought I was going to give it four blueberries before I watched it, and then on a rewatch, it it just didn't feel as good as it did when I saw it uh, many moons ago. As as I say, look, some of it has aged badly. And I guess when you're writing notes for a podcast and um, we're not going to do a full recap, but I mean, if, if we were, it would be fairly easy to do because this film is just, now we're here, now we're going here, mm. now we're going here, now we're going here, what are we doing here? The film's finished. And it did feel quite quick, actually. So look, if we were doing a full recap, it'd be a piece of piss. Yeah. We will mention the numerous locations that they have. But uh, yeah, yeah. Um, that, I think Four Blueberries is, uh, is a fair score. So how, how, does the, uh, how does the book compare, Emma? So this is really interesting. So I knew nothing about the book, nothing about the style of the book. Obviously watched the film last week and then thought, right, if we're going to do this, I'll read the book as well. So we've got something to compare it to. Um, the book is a completely mm. different concept structure style storyline <laughs> to the film completely different right. right did you read did you read the right book probably not <laughs> so <laughs> so the book is written yeah. from the perspective of a guy that works for the government who has gone around doing a report interviewing people across um different areas of the world for their experience of the pandemic and the mm. like, resulting aftermath so of the far. rebuilding but, yeah. of society. And there's mm. something like 30 different people in it that all get a chapter, so it's almost like interview style. It is brilliant. Right. It's absolutely brilliant, but it is completely different. <laughs> Which is, So when I started reading it, I was like, yeah. where's, um, where's Jerry? What's going on? <laughs> there isn't a Jerry. He's different. What, what's the name of the protagonist in the book? I, you don't. It's an unnamed narrator. Oh, see, that annoys me. Unless I'm being a complete idiot, but I don't remember there being a name unless it was right at the beginning. It didn't really stick with me. So the only thing in the book... Oh, I so hope, I so hope there's a name and you are an idiot. <laughs> It'll get absolutely slagged off by everyone. You fucking idiot, you <laughs> hack. You fucking hack. Yeah, his name's Ben. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there are a couple of things that are similar, so or the same. So the when they uh, go to, I think it's Daosheng in China where they think that they might have patient right. zero. They talk about that in the film, um, about the doctor going to see people in some like shack somewhere. That's that's similar to the storyline. Mm. But what I thought was really interesting reading the book right. is seeing how they adapted it into a film of very similar tone, but taking material that is entirely different. So I read something really interesting today that yeah. what they were originally going to do is, so Max Brooks, who wrote, World War Z. Also wrote two other books, one called The Zombie Survival Handbook and one called The Zombie Survival Handbook Confirmed Cases or something like that. And they were going to do all three Part films. Two. <laughs> yeah, The Zombie Survival Handbook, right, okay. revised edition. Uh, and apparently they were going to do films yeah. of all of them, but they've never gotten around to doing the other two. So I wonder if maybe some of the survival handbook stuff is a bit more similar, but it's supposed to be taken straight from World War Z. So I, I thought it was quite clever because you kind of, mm. it, this focuses more on kind of retelling of the the time of the 
kind of emergence of the zombies and the impact on the world and mm. also the rebuilding afterwards and all of the um like governmental fights and you know working out how they can get materials to keep people running and lots of stuff with the army and things like that so it's really interesting mm. yeah i've got to say i mean i I read this book in like a six hour sitting it wouldn't make a good film though would it no oh, it'd be terrible would film. it make a good film no mm. you'd have to pick tv series I, so one of the things that it kind of reminded me on this is gonna, of, and this is going to sound really weird, is the stand. Not in terms oh, of God, the book, but in the hell. fact that you've got lots of people and different perspectives of how people manage through an apocalyptic or post-apocalyptic world. Better than the show. Mm. <laughs> and like totally different book, but it had that same kind of yeah. feeling. I think it would be really hard to yeah. adapt this book into anything on the screen because you've literally got mm. like... I don't know, say 20 paragraphs per character. Mm. So it would be like you'd have to do like half hour mini episodes on each. And I don't think it would necessarily hold attention as much because they don't all connect. Mm. No, that's fair. So if you were to score the book, what, what would you score the book? Given that I read it in six hours in one go and couldn't put it down uh that for me is a five blueberry oh wow fucking hell so yeah so there you go the books destroyed the film yeah the film is officially rubbish yeah officially not as good as very good um yeah no absolutely blew me away i definitely recommend it as a read um it's really easily digestible it's very max brooks writes in a way that you can imagine (laughs) each of these characters and what they've Mm. gone through like the random gamer dude from Tokyo that's never left his house before and then fights with a ninja sword and all of this shit like brilliant mm, yeah I mean that sounds terrible but uh, that's <laughs> fine any any pictures any pictures pop-up version or no I could draw you some no all right well no I, no interest <laughs> you can't though can you cool all right well look that's that's interesting I mean doing a film versus the book might kind of die on its ass in the next segment um so that might not last very long um and we weren't going to do a full recap anyway so what we'll probably do is slag off the rest of the cast other than brad pitt and then talk about why the book is better than the film sounds good to me but before we do all of that we're going to have a little advert daddy what's martial law yes hello uh it's another advert um these adverts to be honest they're a bit bland or normally they are, because we've not got a lot to plug, because obviously COVID's kind of ripped our plans to pieces when it comes to, like like a corpse, like, you know, like a body being ripped to, to pieces by a zombie. You know, that's that's the link, yeah? So you got you got to work with me. Naturally, we need to plug Patreon. So if you're listening to this podcast and you're thinking, why the hell are they watching World War Z? You can't slag the choice off because you didn't, commission the podcast because you didn't pay to commission it so if you decide that you want us to watch another film and pod on another film give us some dollary dues over at patreon.com forward slash fan critical and you can you can commission a pod that's that's fair enough isn't it yeah, Emma? totally fair you can commission anything you want we've done a few of these so far they've all been very good well just films only not doing yeah, any series any film that you like uh and we will we will watch it i might even read the supporting fiction counterpart and then we'll podcast on it it's brilliant oh yeah yeah it's good you might regret that but uh 
you know, what if someone's like the Passion of the Christ? You have to read the Bible. So, you know. War and Peace or something. <laughs> what, what's the film of that? War and Peace. Uh, is that a I film? No, I don't think so. I have read War and Peace, though. Yeah. Yeah. War and Peace starring Brad Pitt. Love in the Time of Cholera. That would be good. Be good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, we actually are watching a TV series at the moment, Westworld. Now, I'm the host of, of Westworld, and I can. Uh, I'll be upfront about it. I enjoy doing the podcast. I don't necessarily enjoy watching the show. But if you are watching Westworld and you haven't listened to our coverage, go and listen to it, even just for one episode. And if you decide that you're not happy with how negative it is, that's absolutely fine. <laughs> but just give it one episode. Give us one more listen. That's all I'm asking for. And if you don't like it, send the feedback in and slag us off, whatever. doesn't bother me. So despite the fact that earlier I said um, we were struggling with getting podcasts out, this week has seen the launch of a a new podcast, a new, a new series called How the Fuck Have You Not Seen That? Now, Emma, do you want to explain the concept of this? Yeah, so it's a brilliant new concept, quite frankly, uh, totally original, and uh, came out of a nice little group chat we had a few weeks ago, <laughs> 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 um, which and essentially it is a podcast to shame those of us who have that film in our closet that we've not seen that we really fucking should have. So, I mean, there are plenty of them. It's like turning around saying, I don't think I've ever watched Scarface, for example. Mm-hmm. Or, or something along those lines. So and that I'll, is one of them. Yes, so. it is. Uh, so the first episode of that is out now, uh, where we shame Gareth for having never seen... Robocop. Yeah. And he's doing the host of Westworld. He's never seen Robocop. He has now. He has seen it now, and he bloody yeah. loved it as well. So, of course he did. You it's know, Robocop. positive. Good. All right, well, look, that's enough plugging. Now we're going to go back to the rest of the show. Yay. Cool. So, uh, thanks for that advert, John. Yeah. So, still doing You're that. Welcome. Still doing that in every pod. Now, the casting of this film. I, I know you've alluded to the fact that you know you've obviously got Brad Pitt in it because he wanted to be in it, and he's. I mean, I'm sure he's being paid very well to be in it. But um, I mean, back in the day when I watched it, I looked at everyone else and I was like, "Who are these people?" <laughs> and then out of nowhere, you'll get someone like Matthew Fox for some reason. Yep. I don't, does he even have a line? No. That's madness, that. Why is he, he in this? He hasn't even got a name. Why is he in this he's film? Just, he's just uh, credited as Para Jumper. <laughs> yeah. Para Rescue yeah, Man. that's it. Yeah. It's just me going, oh, that's, it's that's Matthew madness. Party of Five Lost. Are any of these characters that are in this film, are they in the book? Um, None that jumped out at me, no. So the only one they briefly mention about the Doctor in China. Mm. Otherwise, no. So the, the the premise of the book is that the guy that's writing it and doing the interviews, who I think is possibly meant to be similar to Jerry, I'm not sure, right, is working for like the government. So maybe that's where all the stuff on the ship comes <laughs> from. But otherwise, no, literally nothing. Yeah, fair enough. All right. Well, look, we start in Philadelphia. Is it, I mean, is that even a place in the book? Uh, not specifically. This isn't going to go well, John. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So I'm now going to stop referencing the book until you reference yeah. the book. So we start off in Philadelphia and it all kicks off. And I mean, there are some people that aren't panicking that much. I've never been to Philadelphia, but I hear it's a very rough place. So maybe, maybe like zombies and stuff could probably pass in everyday Philadelphian life. I don't maybe. know. Maybe crack addicts. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, I've heard it's the city that boos Santa Claus, uh, which always makes oh, me laugh. Oh, that's awful. Maybe it's like, do you remember <laughs> when all those um, people got high on, like, bath salts or whatever it was and started eating people? Maybe they just thought it was that. Mm, yeah. That didn't happen in Philadelphia, did it? No, but, you know, maybe they just thought it was happening in Philadelphia. Hey, look, it could have done. Bloody could have done. So it all kicks off in uh, in Philadelphia. You've got people getting run over, cars being smashed to pieces. I'll tell you what, this is quite a cool scene. I love all this yeah, stuff. Yeah, I thought it was wicked. Like, when it comes to zombie films and that that kind of first day, the first hour where it starts to go to shit, like, that for me is always the most interesting part of, of zombie films. Yeah. Um, or TV series like that that initial oh shit man it's all going to shit it's also interesting I think because you get to see people's first reactions which I always think is a really interesting thing like are you a fight or a flight person in a zombie apocalypse you know are you the guy that just yeah. sits in his car going why is the person trying to eat me banging head against windshield or are you Brad Pitt yeah why is a guy talking like that has he been bitten already or he's, he's he got up late he's having a bad day <laughs> it's you isn't it yeah it's me <laughs> Yeah, I mean, look, if a zombie apocalypse, if it all kicked off and it was like zombies from the original Dawn of the Dead, Ugh. where they're all just like, you know, they're so slow and non-threatening. I could get on board with that. I'd, to be honest, I think I'd be a right laugh. But if it's like this or 28 Days Later, there comes a point where you make zombies too effective and too powerful. Zombies with speed. <laughs> zombies with speed yeah yeah is that another book or <laughs> yeah i'm writing it now <laughs> <laughs> yeah no but do you know what i mean like yeah. old old school old-fashioned zombies that are like lurching around i need brains are like you can dispatch a zombie pretty well easily. hold on <laughs> yeah but, i mean i'm not talking about the ones that literally speak i mean that is madness when they say brains, brains. no it doesn't even make sense but that's hilarious, to be honest. <laughs> but zombies that run faster than fucking Usain Bolt are, is mm. genuinely terrifying. And Slagging him off, yeah. yeah. Fucking zombie. And it, But these opening scenes were amazing. Like, I mean, forget the, the pancake shit. No one needs to worry about mm. that. But, like, driving through the traffic and then, like, when the truck all of a sudden just starts decimating through the traffic and you're thinking, I mean, I know what's happening. It's called World War Z. Zombies, right? Mm. Come on, we know this. <laughs> it's obvious I, I read the yeah. summary but but it was just really cool and one of my favorite parts of the like opening scenes in philadelphia was when brad pitt pauses and counts to watch the man turn after he's been bitten mm. so i was like that's yeah. smart this this guy knows his shit yeah i mean the guy skicks it out on the floor i'd be terrified he's a bit too calm isn't he is he's acting that good in this film i don't know i was just waiting for him to take his top off to be honest <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah fair enough it's just in every it, film it's moment, very it? stoic and i think that uh that is both good and not so good it's good because you know he's cold hard brad pitt oh. but there could also you could also <laughs> see him be a bit scared at some points rather than just blank mm. well look i mean i would have liked it if he'd screamed like a little girl when he's going up the steps and you've got the, the zombies chasing them in the in the darkness with a red light. Yeah, that's terrifying. Yeah. But that would uh, I genuinely I'd look at that and go, that is very good acting. That because I I believe that he is terrified and he should be. I'm not saying that he's just going to give up and just lie on the floor and start crying. But 
He's too calm, isn't he? Like that bit in the apartment block was brilliant. It was good, and uh, when when we were watching it at the same time, when when the bit started, I was waiting for your messages of fucking hell, what's going on here? <laughs> yeah, so uh, but that but look, jump scares that's always good, and back in two thousand thirteen, films were loving that. Oh yeah, so yeah, yeah, so it was good. So they meet some Mexican family, and then it's like, well, yeah, actually, they don't really matter. You get one guy that's like, no, look, we're going to be fine. If we just stay here, if we stay here in this Fort Knox flat that we've got, we'll be absolutely fine. Yeah, never watched a zombie film, have they? Yeah, so they're dead immediately, apart from the little kid. And that's when Matthew Fox turns up for his little cameo. Uh, he's like, come on, get him, get in my helicopter. It'll all be fine. And then you get all these mental zombies throwing themselves off the building trying oh to get God. onto this helicopter. It was like terrifying it was absolutely so this is actually one of the things that came up in the book uh so there's quite a lot about how the army were trying to clear cities um and they talk about um the battle of yonkers oh yeah and um and how people have like how they've seen like zombies running off buildings to try and get to the next roof to get to their prey or to get to the other zombies and this kind of actually in mm. hindsight reminds me a bit of that that just that mindless running thinking i want to eat matthew fox <laughs> and just <laughs> pouring off the fucking roof but it was shit scary wasn't it mm. well look in 2013 that might have been the case people you know sacrificing themselves to get to matthew fox yeah. 2020 that's definitely not happening <laughs> I mean, I don't know what he's doing now, but... Not not a lot, I don't think. No. <laughs> yeah. His career's lost. Yay. Yeah. So... There's no, no parties of five for him. No, stop referencing that. That was fucking years ago. He did lost after that, right? <laughs> anyway. So they end up on a, on a Navy vessel. And I'm like, yeah, cool, man. And I remember thinking this when I first saw it. Like, that is the best place to be. There's no way I'm leaving this boat. 100%. Like, you cannot get me off this boat. That's my zombie survival plan, is get on a cruise ship. <laughs> yeah. So he leaves immediately, he leaves his kids on there with his wife. I mean, I, I'm still not convinced with the casting can, of, of that can family. Can we talk about his wife, please? Yes. I hate her. <laughs> Bit harsh. She's just... Why do you hate know. her? I don't know what it is. She's just irritated She's the me. the actress, yeah? She just felt a bit wet. <laughs> like, he's going to try and save the world. <laughs> okay. And you're... Yeah whining and whinging and calling him baby and ringing him and nearly killing him while he's cycling around trying to avoid zombies like you're an idiot mm, that was an accident but uh but we can go on to that so obviously they he's like look you know i'm not leaving this uh this boat it's lovely and nice and safe you know having a laugh and that and with my family and they go look you're gonna have to and he's like okay well like, you're gonna have to otherwise we'll throw your family off the ship yeah harsh yeah. man fucking hell it's the united nations <laughs> but anyway so uh he ends up in South Korea, um, but it's all right because he's got a little little buddy with him, isn't he? Little scientist fella. Fucking useless. And he's going to be like, look, you know, we need to we need to get here, right? We need to get here and we'll do this. Yeah, like, okay, yeah, I recognise that guy. He was in Game of Thrones, so you know, Blood Rider. This might be his, his big, yeah, <laughs> this might be his big, you know, breakthrough role. Uh, and he isn't because he falls over and shoots his own face <laughs> off. What the fuck? I creased up when that happened. Yeah. Like, but again, like, so you're you're saying that this has nothing to do with the book, and I'm like, I'm watching that go, and that must have happened in the book because it's just so lame. But it didn't. They've just put that in there. Like this guy, this actor, he is getting the short straw constantly. 
like killed off screen in Game of Thrones when he was the main blood rider. And now this... He shot himself in like, the face because oh, he fell man. over with his finger on the trigger. That's why you don't run around with your finger yeah. on the trigger of a gun. All right, guys? Yeah. Safety well, first. there you go. It's a message. I then. like this bit when they get to the base because... So we've got all the hard nuts who are, what, they Navy SEALs? I reckon. I don't know, but they're, they're pretty fucking Black good, ops. aren't they? I mean, awesome. All of them built like brick shit houses. Aren't having any of this. <laughs> and then to get yeah. them back to to fly off to wherever they need to go, well, it's Jerusalem from there, isn't it? Mm. They said about bicycles. And I just, I laughed. I'm sorry, I laughed at the bicycles. Yeah, but I mean, it's genius, but they... I don't know why they've got so many bicycles, to like be honest. fucking but... idiots. Well, he, well, here's the thing. So when I watched this... Uh, the the cynicism in me was like they're only saying they're in South Korea for marketing purposes of the movie to say like yeah look we're in South Korea go and watch it you Koreans you're gonna love this we're in your country in this film now does I mean is South Korea like a pivotal location in um in so the it's book? interesting so there is a bit about South Korea and the People's Republic of Korea? North Korea. Yeah. I don't know what the politically correct name is, but I'm sure that none of them listen to this because they're not allowed to. No, they're not allowed <laughs> so to. They're... Kim Jong-un's probably listening to it. He's probably He's pissing probably himself. He's loving it. Ha, 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 bicycles. He's probably dead. COVID. So it? all of the... There's a bit with some people in South Korea and they're talking about, like, basically North Korea went dark right at the beginning mm. of the... That was, that was before the zombie stuff. <laughs> yeah, just... Oh, come on. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Fucking hell. Uh, and they reckon that they're all in like underground tunnel systems and they've all just gone underground because nothing has happened for like mm. 20 years. So the, the book is based, right. I think, 10 to 20 years after the end of the pandemic. Right. And basically their theory is that they've all just hidden underground. So maybe they're all just cycling around in little tunnels. Well, yeah. Or maybe they're all zombies and they're oh, all dead. smart, wouldn't it? Yeah. Well, look, I mean, you mentioned Jerusalem and um, we should probably skip to Jerusalem. I know we've got a bit of a weird cameo from a CIA guy turned bad. He's pulling all his teeth out. Which apparently is about 50% of the CIA because they always get a bad rap in films. Yeah, poor fuckers. But, um, yeah, he starts pulling his own teeth out. Now, I'll be honest, you're going to need to fill the gaps for me here because... Okay, I know I've seen this film twice and I saw it literally like less than a week ago. I completely forgot why he started pulling out his own teeth. Why did he do that? I think his theory was is that if he gets infected, he can't bite you without teeth. Mm. But I'm pretty sure that you can rip people's flesh off and shove it in your mouth without teeth. (laughs) Fucking hell. Well, yeah, but you don't say that, do you? You just He's trying to chill people out. Now, the idea is sound logic, actually. I mean... It's still mental, but it is quite—it's quite sensible. Yeah. Question for you before we go back to Jerusalem. Go on. So, the guy with the limp—is he infected? Are they all dead? What? What do you mean? You know the guy with the limp that was like, "Oh, my legs and bothering me for a yeah. while." But remember that the first cases didn't mutate as quickly. Do you reckon he turned into a zombie and ate all the rest of the Navy SEALs? Uh, no, but I definitely think they're all dead anyway. I think he did. Why? Well, because you know, like the 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 limp the limp's only there to establish that. Oh yeah, but the zombies left him alone because he was a bit weak, and then that then starts this trend throughout the yeah. film where it's like, oh yeah, oh this guy's got eczema. The zombies don't want any interest <laughs> in him. It's like, oh, what's going on here? Yeah, very fussy zombies. Brilliant. 
So, but look, you might be right. Maybe there's there's another thing there where he's like, yeah, he turns later and just kills everyone. But I suspect that after their hardcore captain had to kill himself because Brad Pitt's wife starts calling everyone at the worst times possible, yeah. I'd imagine they'd have they'd have all died anyway. True. But hey, you know, who knows? That's the cynic in me. That's the disease in me. The virus. So they go to Jerusalem. And this is where, like, the vast majority of, of the budget of this film goes. Yeah. I mean, it's it's pretty fucking cool. You know, you've got, like, this massive wall. I mean, uh, they obviously ruin it with a big sing-song. Three of my favourite parts of the film are in Jerusalem. Oh, yeah, go on then. Talk talk to me. Talk to me about your three favourite parts. That fucking woman singing on the speaker is not my favourite part. I wanted to punch her. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, you're right. So... Who sings in a speaker? Well, also, <laughs> it's like, mental. I know it's all great and well, but have you, have any of you seen what's happening outside? Mm. Like you come through that wall. Come on, yeah, but they're happy, aren't they? Yeah. Well, shouldn't be. The... You know, you have got the Israelis and the Palestinians, all right? They're all coming together. They're like, look, we're all Pete fine too soon, now. Mate. Pete too soon. So what's going on here? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> some of this is in the book. So um, they do open the gates of Jerusalem Ooh. and they herd people in through checkpoints with dogs in cages because dogs can smell zombie pandemic virus. Right. So three of my three of my favourite parts of the film that, that happened. How'd they know that? Uh, dogs and that, innit? The dogs told yeah. them. They bark and go mental. Yeah. <laughs> what, he's a zombie, is yeah. he? Zombie yeah. dog. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. The, my three favourite parts that basically happen in Jerusalem. So... The zombies climbing up that wall. I mean, I know it's kind of spoilt by the trailer of the film, and I think the cover of the film mm. or the poster. But, but watching it <laughs> yeah. is amazing. Like they, mm. uh, maybe not like yeah. Okay, it's made seven years ago. It's probably not perfect in terms of like effects and, and the way it comes across on screen. But the feeling of it, like that absolute yeah. holy fuck moment um, of going, they are mm. climbing over each other to get to the top of this wall to get to these fucking people singing like idiots oh they're a herd aren't they that's, that's yeah. what it is it's amazing mm. i thought it, it looked great i thought it was terrifying i thought the whole kind of overall atmosphere of it was really good and that's when you really get mm. the full force of this is what happens when they are all together kind of thing mm. yeah yeah no i agree um what were your other favorite parts in jerusalem when he chops off her hand so that <laughs> so we, f- yeah. first of all we see we see the bloke don't be in the main place that they're all avoiding because he's sick and this is when we're starting to get the feeling of it then we see the kid that they all run past and my question to you over text mm. was oh my god is he jesus <laughs> yeah. which is you were yeah. like and i went yeah yes. or something and then so then yeah. they end up Said maybe in, <laughs> they end up in um in like one of the caverns um or like a little kind of hidden bit up in the alleyways that's what they call them yeah and cabins, she is yeah. bitten i can't remember her name the um the soldier that he ends up with is bitten on the arm mm. and brad pitt and he for a second for a split second you don't know what he's gonna do and then he picks up a machete and he fucking lops her arm off and all i went was it's like herschel yeah but it was genius i loved it and it was and, and like mm. that kind of started a trend for me of how jerry you know, well done on writing yourself such a good part, Brad, is very good at, well, I say very good at, he likes to take risks that he doesn't know if they're going to pay off. And luckily they all do, but, mm. you know. Well, I mean, we'll talk about one of the other risks that he takes <laughs> in a bit. But um, 
But look, he cuts her arm off, and she's like, oh, and he's like, look, you know, relax. Yeah, it might work, it might not, you know, who knows? But, you know, give it a go, innit? He's counting. And she's she's terrified. One elephant, two elephant. <laughs> yeah. So apparently her name is uh, Sagan. That's Sagan. her name. Sagan. Sagan. Okay. I will remember that for five yeah. minutes. Well, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's probably not even going to come up again. Okay, and what was your other favourite part? So this is as they leave Jerusalem. So they their yep. plane fucks off. That's not happening. Fine, fair enough. Um, so they get on a passenger plane, and I'm like, this is a bad idea. Yep. And then it's it's when in the... Uh, but I remember, yeah, so I remember when you messaged me this, you went, oh, that's a bad idea. So like, what else are they going to fucking do? <laughs> You've got to get on a plane. Well, yeah, I mean... You, you'd much rather... That's like, nah, just stand in the fire instead. Like, they, they've got to just go. Just die. End the film there. Yeah, just die. Why just bother? fucking die. Yeah. It's the end of the world. Just give up. So they get on the passenger plane. He's sorting out uh, Sagan's arm, and uh, and you think he's having a dream about this little yappy dog barking at the toilet, mm. and a bloke falls out, bites the air hostess, and then all shit lets loose, right, at the, at the first class part of the plane. Mm. And they're starting to build up the suitcases. I thought this was absolutely amazing. But you know what it reminded me of? Yeah, go on. It reminded me of the train in Train to Busan. Yeah, which was, ironically was our very first commission yeah. podcast. And I've been trying to so remember the name of it all day and it just came to me. Yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, the grenade and the crash. And you think, this mad, is that, never happening. But I loved mm. that whole set piece. I thought it was brilliant. It was tense. It was exciting. I wasn't quite sure if Sagan was going to survive or not as they're flying mm. towards the only safe haven there is where there is a World Health Organization. Cardiff. Uh, office. Yeah, Cardiff. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, and so we end up in Cardiff. Yeah. Baffling. Totally baffling. I mean, yeah, but okay, whatever. You know, they're, they're going to some obscure places in this film, but uh, but Cardiff takes the fucking biscuit, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sagging it off. I've been there loads of times and the people are always very friendly. You know, it's just I, I, I don't expect you know the big budget zombie film to end in Cardiff, to be honest. But I, I thought they were actually taking the piss when they said Cardiff, but no, it was true. Is there actually a WHO facility in Cardiff? Do we know? Well, funnily enough, um, what I've done as part of this uh, podcast is research all of the WHO, I guess, like offices or, and um, and obviously I've not done Aww. that. Yeah. I was, I Who knows if there is? Like, Fucking hell. Breath there. It's a film about zombies. <laughs> I just want to talk about that. I'm not worried about where fucking the World Health Organization have got stationed offices in real life. Well, I'm, it checks I'm out. You know, I, I can suspend my disbelief there. Well, you know, please do. <laughs> and look, and for any listeners that want to confirm the existence of uh, a World Health Organization office in cardiff you know, feel free to to message us that's absolutely fine you know twitter or instagram or email whatever it's entirely up to you so uh i mean let's just talk one more time about the fact that this guy he throws a grenade on a plane now how what's he doing man like i it would make more sense because he the way he throws it is i've still got a chance here this guy, he so believes in himself. Yeah. It's mental. Absolutely mental. And it pays off because the plane crashes. Everyone's dead. I mean, there's a zombie that's trapped in a chair, which is hilarious. <laughs> Difficult to work those little seatbelt things on a plane. 
Um, but then you've got Brad Pitt. You know, he's he's impaled, isn't he, on that little bit oh, of yeah. shrapnel from the plane. What, what what did you think when you saw well, that? My first thought was, aren't you supposed to leave it in? Like, if you get impaled with something, aren't you supposed <laughs> to leave it in? Because there was, a, I can't remember what film it was, but someone mm, gets impaled with glass know. and they pull it out and they die. Anyway, that was my first thought. My second <laughs> thought was, how's he going to yeah. make it through fucking Cardiff like this? Like, mm. he's in the arse end of fucking nowhere. <laughs> he's on his own. Yeah. Allegedly on his own. Wow, well, is he? No, he's not. Yeah. Um, we learn later. No, he's uh, not. But I was slightly afraid for him. Second. I didn't yeah. think he'd be able to understand any of the Welsh people. He wouldn't be able to read the road signs. Mm. Fuck. Yeah, that is a legitimate concern in Wales. Yeah. But look, he does. And they, they obviously end up at the exact place where they need to yeah, be. Miracle. And somehow, you know. He's still alive. How is Jerry still alive? I've no idea. He's not Rambo. He's an investigator, for fuck's sakes. But whatever. (laughs) You know, he's Brad Pitt. You know, he's Superman. But it's all right, because we we get Peter Capaldi. So Doctor Who's turned up to help us out. He turns up. Yeah. Yeah. Useless. Well, I'll be honest. I never thought he would be... I don't even remember him being in this when I first saw it. So it was a nice surprise when he popped up. I was like, oh, hello. Um, I say it was a nice surprise. You messaged me and went, oh, yeah, look, Peter Capaldi's in it. And I was like, oh, for fuck's sake, so I've not got up to that bit yet because <laughs> you're a minute ahead of me at that point. <laughs> surprise ruined. But, um, yeah, so basically this last, set, this last set piece, there's a bit where, I mean, there's a little bit of unnecessary, oh, but who are you and why are you here? And Damn so man. just chill out, fucking hell. Be, be more worried about the zombies that are running it's... around outside than someone that's just come in injured, but whatever. So... This obviously leads to them finding out that they can effectively come up with a not a cure, but a prevention. Something that the zombies are not going to like. They're going to be like, no, no, I don't like him now. He, he tastes horrible because he's, you know, he's injected himself. This is another one of Brad Pitt's shots in the dark that pays off. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it does result in a fantastic, very tense... 20 minutes but before that mm. happens can we talk about the terrible fucking welsh accent of that girl yeah i mean he was slagging her off before um uh, to be honest i didn't i didn't notice it i didn't really care at this point but you're obviously going off on one saying oh it's terrible such a bad accent slagging her know, off I'd... so what was what was so bad about it's it like, so it sort of was a bit welsh and then was not welsh at all slightly american and then a bit shit welsh again it might just be me but <laughs> i'd really appreciate it if any of the listeners if they've recently rewatched it could tell me if i'm right about this or if i'm just being a bitch because <laughs> both are possible yeah look you might be right i'm sure you are yeah i'm sure you are but yeah no you're right he uh he finds the vial that says you know aids or whatever it is and he's like yeah i'll inject myself with that and they're like no don't do that but he does it anyway, and I'll be honest. Of, of the of the things that I remember of this film, that the chattering of the teeth, oh. yeah, it's good, isn't it? It's like zombie Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> yeah. So he's obviously staring at him through the glass, and he's giving him a little. We might, in fact, we'll insert it. Um, it's horrible, isn't it? Just that chattering. So he's obviously trying to come on to Brad Pitt, as they all do, because he's a gorgeous man. Um, but Brad Pitt's like, no, because I've injected myself with COVID-19. <laughs> and they're like, oh, I don't fancy that. That's dangerous. That That is careless. If you anything. wait till 2020, mate. Well, yeah, there you go. Yeah. So 
yeah, he walks past a zombie and then he does this massively unnecessary scene where he plugs Pepsi for a bit. Is it Pepsi or like Seven Up or something? Oh, it's one. It's one of them, and he's like drinking it. I wanted it to be like the Diet Coke ad, where he takes off his shirt <laughs> and then pours it all over himself. Yeah, why not? Yeah, so he takes his pants off and uh, he's having a he's having a drink of Pepsi, yeah. and he says, "Oh man, of all the things that happened to me today, you know, it's this Pepsi makes up for all of it, doesn't it?" So he, he walks down the yeah he walks down the little uh, the hallway in his pants and. Um, all the zombies are running around him, you know, because they're like, no, I don't, I don't want him now because mm. he's, he tastes disgusting. Dirty. Yeah, he's disgusting and dirty. He's, he's very, he's a very well paid actor. We're not allowed to touch him, but a couple of bitter actors brush him as they go past, just create a little bit of drama on set, and uh, and that's it. You know, he he goes through, and they're all like, yay, brilliant, he's safe. We're all safe. No one was hurt here for some reason. No drama. I- and then it's end. Yeah, and then he's reunited with his family in the refugee camp in... Nova Scotia. In Nova Scotia. Um, again, another random place, but, you know, fine. In the book, uh, one of the things that happens is people are advised to head north because uh, zombies freeze in the winter. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, that's So that's loads good. of people like go that. up where it's cold, like Nova Scotia. I like the idea that they're like, look, you know, zombies aren't going to like the temperature... You know, you know the zombies that are fucking they're dead, but they come back to life. They don't like that cold temperature. <laughs> but yeah, whatever. Um, but that's it. That's the end of the film. You know, you get a little montage and you're like, oh, they're, they're going to try for a sequel here. Yeah. And by all accounts, I think they actually are still trying to do a sequel. I might suggest that now is not the best time. No, certainly not. I mean, <laughs> you know, there's going to be loads of films that are going to come out. I'm sure we'll we'll do loads of pods on like a covid style film obviously contagion came out fucking years ago i'm not watching that and i didn't rate it i was like this is so boring and now i'm like oh actually i want to watch it because i want to see what the ending is of of you know civilization i think everyone dies Um, but my wife michelle has no interest in that so uh yeah i think you're right i think they all do die but look enough about contagion that's the end of world war z so any any final thoughts, uh, Emma? Well, one thing I would... Two things I'd like to say. One, I thoroughly enjoyed recording... Well, you've said one two thing. Things. <laughs> one thing is two things. Uh, firstly, I've thoroughly enjoyed recording this podcast and watching and reading the material. So thank you, Beth, uh, for asking us to do that and John for joining me in our journey. Yeah, good, yeah. Um, but secondly, if yeah. you want us to talk about something else, please please go and become a master blueberry because the last thing that any of us can cope with at the moment mm. is thinking of contents covered. So if you tell us what to do, we will do it. It is much easier that way. Plus, we obviously get paid to do it, which is always and nice. That, yeah. I am the most upfront member of this group when it comes to asking for money because it's nice, yeah. isn't it? You know, like, I'm, look, for the most part, I do do this for free. And uh, I only uh, look, I'm only doing these podcasts to listen back to the ones that I'm in. 100%. Um, and then I'll just listen to all my bits that I enjoy. Um, but when I'm not doing that, I like to earn money for the podcast that I'm not on. You know, they're, they're the best ones. And look, but, uh, if yeah. you can't afford to commission a podcast, you can just sign up to Junior Blueberry. You get loads of cool stuff with that too. So yeah, I mean, definitely check out yeah. Patreon. There's some really good stuff on there. Um, and there's loads of different levels that you can consider if you've got a couple of dollary dues to spare. But yeah, like really great choice. And it's nice to watch a zombie flick that, I'm not going, Rick, why have you grown your beard, stupid? What's happening here? <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that good. Kind of shit. Well, that brings us to a close. Look, if you've enjoyed this episode, 
send us your feedback and thoughts at fancriticalpodcast at gmail.com. You can always send me your feedback on, on Twitter. That's where I'm most active. Um, and every time I say this, I get no messages <laughs> um, at fancriticalpod. You can message me on Instagram. Yep, fan underscore critical. Get get many messages on, on Instagram, am I? No, no, no. No? Okay, yeah. Cool. And again, look, if you want to donate some dollars, you can over at patreon.com forward slash fancritical. And look, it's not just us on there asking for money. Go and support other creators as well. You know, it's uh, it's it's the listeners that, you know, make us survive and thrive. So thanks very much. And um, you know, very rarely will I will I say that. But genuinely, thanks very much. But that's it. So, Emma, thanks for joining me today. Thank you, John. And everyone remember, if things get too rough, big shit, middle of the ocean. Oof, yeah. It genuinely sounded like you went a big shit in the middle of the ocean. <laughs> I was like, why is that relevant? Anyway, <laughs> goodbye. Karen. Is there anything left up there? If we knew where this thing started, then maybe we could kill it. these things have a weakness every human being we save one less to fight 